0: As the first Sunday of 2022, um, I was thinking about, you know, I could have spoken about, you know, setting spiritual goals for the new year or for, you know, the hope that this year will be a better year than last year or stuff like that there. But um, this isn't going to be that. And that's why we chose to do this from home. Um, Pastor Betty has asked me to share my story. Um, So it's more of a testimony. Today, you're going to instead of a sermon, you're going to get my testimony. Um, And I'm really hoping and I'm praying that as I share um, how God has worked and is working in my life that you'll be touched and drawn closer to him. So um, as most of you probably know um, who I am since I was basically raised in, well I was raised in this church. My earliest memories are in this church Um, but my name is Taverly Wall for those of you who don't know me. Um, I have been a Christian for 31 years, which seems so long ago. It makes me sound so old. Um, but anyway, um, my like I said, my earliest memories are Elmsdale Church of the Nazarene, different buildings, same location. Um, my mom started taking my sister and I to church from earlier than I can remember. Um, but yeah, she took us every Sunday whenever I was about six, my mom took my sisters and I um, to the revival meetings every night. And there was one night that my dad came with us. And I can remember very clearly my baby sister getting passed off and my parents going to the altar. Um, my mom, she was a Christian already, but this was huge for my dad to even be there. Um, and I can still remember, even though I was only, you know, four, five, six. Um, The man my dad was before he got saved and the changes after that had happened after he got saved. Um, And one big, big change was that now our whole family went to church and we were at church every time the doors were open. Um, Yeah, so I did grow up in the church. Um, I was the type of kid that said sorry uh, very easily and very often. Um, I was, (laughs) yeah. Very, very quick on the sorry. I was never really sorry. I was only sorry I got caught. Um, And unfortunately, uh, my relationship with God as a child was very much like that. Um, Basically, I'd do whatever I wanted, and usually that wasn't very good. Um, And then I'd go to the altar almost every Sunday evening um, and say sorry. And then I'd go back to doing what I wanted. Um, the rest of the week um, so my story wasn't really um, I didn't mean it um, I was the type of kid that if you told them not to do something that's exactly what I wanted to do um, <laughs> it's amazing to me that the longer um, I've been a Christian and sometimes as Christians when you get older um, you tend to forget or maybe block out um, some of the things from our past Um, And I remember a few years ago having some kids and kids connection that they come in. And I remember just being like, I don't understand why they just seem to want to be bad. And it was at that time that God reminded me of my past. And he said, that was you. And then the the memories and all that stuff came back to me. And um, yeah, I was... Exactly like that. I I want it to be bad. That's what I want it to do. Is what I shouldn't do. Um, I wasn't a very nice kid, uh, but I was popular. Had lots of friends, um, but we weren't very nice. Um, Romans three twenty three says, "For all have sinned and fell short of the glory of God," and that was me. I was really falling short, and yet I was thinking that if I did my weekly I'm sorry, then everything was fine. Even though. I know my heart was far, far from God. But then when I was 12, it was the summer between grade six and going to junior high. Um, I went to junior high camp at Big Lake Camp and that's where everything changed for me. One evening uh, we had an activity called Underground to Tabernacle. We needed to get from the top of the hill down to the tabernacle without being caught. Now this was an intense game. They had guards patrolling, they had guards hiding, they had some driving around with flashlights um, and you really didn't want to get caught and go to jail. But then once we made it down to the tabernacle, um, it was dark. They only had candles. It was very quiet. Um, the atmosphere was, was very, very quiet and it was because we were supposed to feel um, how it was to be in an underground church service. So it was kind of interesting to me how God just works things out. The speaker for the week actually hadn't arrived yet, and so the director of the camp spoke that night. And he shared about um, the persecuted church and what was happening around the world and how some Christians were actually dying for their faith and the dangers that they faced for just meeting together. Um, And this was actually a breakthrough moment um, in my life. I knew that my fake relationship with God wasn't something that I was willing to die for. My eyes were open to just how much of a sinner I was and how God loved me, how much God loved me and wanted a real relationship with me that he died for me. Um, Romans 5, 8 says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Um, I remember at the end of the sermon part of the, the service, um, we started singing acapella. I have decided to follow Jesus. And when we got to the verse that said, the cross before me, the world behind me, and no turning back, um, I went forward and I gave my heart to Jesus. Cool thing was I didn't know my sister had gone up too. That was the night we both got both got saved. Um, but Romans 6 at 28 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. I went from dead in my sins to alive in Jesus. Um... And because I had seen such a, an amazing transformation in my dad's life um, when I was younger, I knew that everything was going to be different after this. Um, the way my dad talked changed, who he hung out with changed, the music he listened to changed, and he was altogether a new man. Um, so I knew when I, when I went to the altar that night, I knew um, I was going to be different. I knew things were going to be different, um, but it didn't matter I knew this is what I needed to do and what I wanted to do. Um, Over the next year, a lot of things changed in my life. I knew that the friends that I hung out with, um, they weren't the friends I should be hanging with. Um, And God was so good. He brought me some new friends um, and some of them were maybe just overlooked friends that I had in my life. Um, God also brought some strong spiritual leaders into my life um, and my faith was growing. It was actually at junior high camp. The next summer, when I was 13, was the first time I ever led someone to the Lord. Um, It was just in our cabin one night after services, and I just shared about Jesus and prayed through with somebody, and it was incredible. Um, Whenever I was about 14, I felt God calling me to be a youth pastor during one of our youth services. And the story (laughs) of Jonah, um, is something that God used to confirm, uh, as confirmation of my call. Now, as I go through my story, um, I found it interesting or kind of funny or amusing that, that God did use the story of Jonah, um, as my call, because if you know the story of Jonah, God tells him to go and share the gospel and Jonah runs away. Jonah goes the other direction. And, um, I didn't think I was running away from God's call, but as you see, in my life as my story unfolds um I kind of was and so it's interesting now looking back and just seeing how god god uses everything um so I was a christian um at that point things weren't perfect um I still told the occasional lie to get out of doing something um with my old friends or at a, to get out of being in trouble um I still lost my temper and I was quite anxious about everything um, I still felt a pull to want to do some of the things that I knew I probably shouldn't do. Now, I was a way better, better um, person than I had been before, um, but I still was struggling with sin. Um, It was like I would take three steps forwards and then two steps back. I was in this cycle for about five years. Um, During this time, I was very afraid that if God came back now, um just a disclaimer our youth group spent a lot of time um doing a study on the book of revelations and so of course that was in my forefront is if Christ came back um that i might not make it and so yeah i i spent a long time um very afraid of that um i kind of felt in this part of my life um like romans 7 you know i did the things i didn't want to do and the things i wanted to do i didn't do and I was just kind of in this this sin struggle, I guess. Um, many nights, um, I prayed that God would forgive me for anything that I might have done wrong. Um, and I did a lot of quick, forgive me, please, Lord, um, prayers uh, right after I messed up. But even though I did all that, I still had no peace. Um, my faith journey was still a roller coaster of highs and lows, feeling like I was, at some point I felt like I was finally getting this Christian thing and then I would mess up and feel like a complete failure well whenever I was about 17 well I was 17 um, (laughs) I found a song by the artist Carmen and it was I wanted to sing it at church Um, the song was called uh, serve the Lord now the chorus of this song says I have made my decision I've staked my claim I've drawn a line in the sand and will not be afraid with the it's not afraid it's ashamed I will not be ashamed with the cross before me and the world behind by the grace of God I will serve the Lord now I was home alone Um, one Saturday I was practicing this song I was in the dining room all by myself just singing my heart out and um these words became my declaration They became um, my heart's cry. They became a prayer, the prayer of my heart. Um, And I remember clearly feeling this sensation right from the top of my head, and it just went all the way down to the tips of my toes. And it was just this feeling of being filled, but filled to overflowing. And it was was incredible. And after that moment, um, everything changed. (laughs) everything i mean like everything changed um i remember looking outside and the colors were brighter it was like i could see color almost for the first time you know everything seemed more beautiful brighter just it was just yeah it was incredible um and all of that was super cool but (laughs) what was even better was um after that moment the sin struggle was gone now hear me right on this (laughs) I am not perfect. I still mess up to this day. But what I mean was the want to do things um, I shouldn't have done. That roller coaster of highs and lows and and feeling like a Christian, feeling like a failure, all that stuff was gone. And there was this indescribable peace that I had all of a sudden, um, yeah, I just had this peace that I had been missing in my life. And I also had such a deep desire, um, to know God, to just get to know him better, to serve him. Um, this was my sanctification moment. Um, it was my victory over willful sin. Now willful sin is basically, it's knowing what you shouldn't do and choosing to do it anyway. Um, this was a defining moment in my life. Another moment that changed my life um, happened that exact same year, too. I was 17. I went to NYC 95 um, in Phoenix, Arizona. And I had been feeling a bit alone in my Christian walk. Um, My best friend had just gotten married that summer and moved out of the house. And so, um, yeah, I was just feeling a bit alone in in my Christian walk. And um, anyway, going there, going to NYC and walking into that stadium and being in that place, um, with thousands and thousands and thousands of other youth, um, who were serving and praising God. It was so affirming for me in my faith. Um, it made a huge difference in, in my uh, faith journey. And it also gave me, um, a deep longing for heaven. Um, it was like, it was like just getting a little taste of what heaven's going to be like Just being surrounded by people that are just worshiping and praising God. Anyway, what a day it will be. Um, Then when I was 18, I went to Canadian Nazarene College in Calgary, Alberta. Um, I went there for school to become a youth pastor. Now, unfortunately, I have never really liked school. Um, I did fine in school. I didn't have problems, but I just never liked school. Now going out here to this school, I knew I needed to do school to become a youth pastor. Um, And I thought going to a Christian school was going to be so different because I loved church things. I loved youth group activities. um, I was very involved. And so I kind of had it in my head that this was going to be kind of like that, a mixture of the things I really liked with school thrown in. Um, And it wasn't. Once I got there, um, I was very disillusioned with how secular everything was. Um, I had a professor who outright said he doesn't even believe in prayer in the classroom. Um, Yeah. Now, hear me right. (laughs) Um, There were some godly professors at the school and there were some godly Christian students at the school as well. Um, But overall, the experience there was not what I expected. Um, And yeah, I just, I only stayed in one semester now. On a positive note, I did meet Ryan there, and we were married the next summer. When I came back to to came back home and uh, started working with the teens in our church, and then the first year that Ryan and I were married, we led um, a youth group musical, and we spent a lot of time with the teens. Um, and I kind of felt like I was fulfilling my calling even without going to school because I was doing youth ministry in a sense at the time. Um, Then, once we had Bracton, Bracton was born, uh, my focus went to just basically keeping the kid alive. (laughs) No, I'm just joking. Um, (laughs) But even though some days it did feel like that, um, I mean, I was 20, I didn't have a clue what I was doing and yeah, motherhood all of a sudden was was huge. Um, At that same time, Ryan wasn't finding um, work here in PEI. And so, when Bracton was six months old, we moved to Grand Prairie, Alberta, so that Ryan could work with his dad. Um, we both got involved at the Nazarene Church out there. Um, we started with teaching Sunday school for the youth, um, and then we were on a worship team. Um, I became a prayer partner and a mentor. Um, during the time that we were out there, we added Bryden and Bryce to our family. Now, with three little boys in my life, uh, it was quite busy. Um, I was still doing stuff though at the church and I remember hitting a dry spell in my faith. I remember phoning my father who was always been one of my spiritual mentors, one of my people that I go to for, for spiritual advice. Um, and I called my dad and I said, uh, I know God's with me and I know he's able to do anything and he can be trusted with everything. And I'm encouraging others in their faith but why do i feel so empty Um, it's like i'm pouring it all into everyone else and have nothing left for me now it wasn't too long after this um, now that was a hard hard season to be in that was a hard spell to be in because i knew here um, things about god and my faith and it was not shaken in that sense but i wasn't in a sense feeling anything and I, that's the thing is we can't trust our feelings. My head, thank goodness, my faith stayed stayed firm even though I did go through this, this dry spell. Um, and it wasn't too long after this um, that God began uh, filling me up again. I spent um, some time in, in deep prayer with him and he showed me a lie I had believed about my worth and he revealed his truth to me through a vision. And I can still see it very clearly um, where God tells me shows me um that I'm worth more than gold to him now first Peter 1 18 and 19 says um for you know the, sorry for you know that it was not with perishable things like silver or gold that you were redeemed but by the precious blood of Jesus and again I was overwhelmed by God's love and that he thought I was precious enough to die for um God continued to work and do things, some pretty um, amazing miracles in our lives and we were able to move back to PEI. Um, We moved back June of 2004 and this began a new chapter in our lives. Um, Right away, I started teaching a class with the Kids Connection program and then it was about two years later when there was an opening, um, Terrell and I decided to start co-directing. It was, We still do it to this day, but it was after one of the Kids Connection Nights um, that uh, Scott Wilson approached me and asked me if I would speak at the 10-11s camp at Big Lake Camp. And I immediately said, no way, nope, not happening. Um, I had been counseling at the camp for the past few years uh, with my boys, Um, but at this point I was, I had absolutely no desire to speak. Then Scott said those dreaded words, please pray about it. (laughs) Well, I said I would, I would pray about it, but I didn't really think anything was going to change. But God had other plans. Um, I said yes, and then I began preparing. I remember meeting with Pastor Sheila and asking her to pray um, for me and for the kids that week because I felt totally ill-equipped um, and knew that it would be God who got me through the week and God of course was faithful and we saw an outpouring of his spirit during the services and a great move of the kids toward God that week. Um, since then I've been the chapel at camp multiple times, camp director and some years both. Um, it was around the same time um, that we had Reverend Elaine Pettit come to our church um, for revivals, and. We attended as a family every night um, she was very much about the power of prayer but also one of her main things that she would say especially at the altar call time um, was are you a hundred percent right with God um, one night we went home and we ended up having the most amazing time in our living room we had a prayer meeting in our living room um, one of our sons said he knew he was not 100% right with God he was quite upset um so we just we prayed um and god's spirit moved and fell in our in our living room and it was pretty amazing um he was in my opinion he was sanctified right then and there he was a changed a changed person after that um and our other two sons both felt um that they had a call on their lives that night you may have heard uh, brackton's testimony before about his call and and how he kind of worked through that over the next quite a few years of his life um, but I'm not going to share all that um, the interesting thing to me is that um, even with all the amazing stuff going on in our family I was super excited about the calls um, that the boys had on their lives and excited to see them go in and, and, and you know complete their call in a sense like to see how God is going to use them um, but I personally at that time didn't feel any stirring or sense of, of God renewing my call or bringing it back or reminding me. Um, it actually wasn't till family camp at Big Lake camp, um, in 2016. And that was, I don't, I think it was 2016. Um, it was the year anyway that Jason Parker, um, was the speaker at camp and God then during, um, uh, one of the services reminded me of my call to ministry. Um, I wasn't sure what God was wanting. I just knew um, that I was the most fulfilled when sharing the, about the gospel, like about the good news of Jesus. Um, I remember talking with some people, even our pastors at the camp, um, and just saying I wasn't sure what God was wanting, um, but I, I needed, felt like I needed clarity, and you know I was going to pray into this. Um, but I can honestly say inside, I was petrified that God was gonna ask me to go back to school anyway off and on over the next few years I would be stirred again and again um, just kind of feeling that that tug towards a call Um, but again and again I just kept putting it off and saying I wanted clarity I wanted um, you know more details of what God was doing because of course um, I was in ministry I was still doing Kids Connection. Um, I was doing youth group at the church and teaching Sunday school. So I'm not saying, telling you what I was doing at the time and to brag or to puff myself up, but just to say like I felt like I was in ministry so I didn't understand um, God's calling me to something, like what was it? Um, But, and you can kind of see then how I was brushing God off in a sense um then at encounter at kingswood um it's like their rally that they do at their the school uh it was in the fall of 2019 we were there with some of the teens um and the evangelist that was there he was speaking one sunday one not sunday one sermon one service um about his call and how he resisted it for so long wanting clarity wanting god to reveal it all before he was willing to pursue it. Um, he said that he was at the altar again, uh, praying for God to give him clarity, and a professor come up behind him and laid his hands on him and prayed out loud that God would help him to surrender to the call and God's will for his life without knowing all the details, and that he would just surrender. And he said this professor didn't know his struggles, what he was going through, um, but this is what he prayed over him. And that was his defining moment, his surrender, his realizing that God just wanted him to surrender and he'd bring the details whenever. And boy, um, (laughs) this hit home in my heart. It felt like he was talking about me. Um, this was in November and then things got really busy with Christmas. Um, and so I never really pursued anything with our pastors. Um, I always felt like I needed to talk to my, our pastors about this stuff, um, to kind of make it, Uh, hold myself accountable I guess and as you'll see um, that doesn't happen for a long time anyway it was a few days before Christmas I woke up at like three in the morning and I couldn't get back to sleep so I went out and went out by the Christmas tree with the Christmas lights and the fireplace on and uh, I did my devotions and well the devotion the advent devotional that I was doing at the time um, the one that I was reading then it just felt like it was written for me Um, It said, Mary chose to trust God rather than resist her calling. And it went on to say that we need to value God's opinion most. And then the closing prayer said, Father, thank you for choosing someone, someone as humble as me to be used for your glory. I commit today to do whatever you want me to do, even if it's difficult, even if the people around me don't understand what you think is most important to me. I know your plans are worth any resistance I might face in this world. Now, these words, um, they were my prayer. Uh, I felt them deeply. Um, I know I'm not a great speaker by any means. I'm not eloquent, you know, um, but, and I really don't enjoy school. Uh, But at that point, I was like, if God wants me, he can have me. If God wants to use me, he can do it. Um, It's not about me. It's about God. Well, right after this, um, I messaged Pastor Betty and asked if we can meet in the new year um, once things settled down. Now, the new year came, and so did COVID, (laughs) and a complete shutdown. This was a complete change for me. I worked 55 hours a week, and then was at the church Wednesday nights, Friday nights, Sundays, and some Tuesday nights. Um, And so, To be completely shut down was actually what i needed in that season i know it was not a great time for some um but me i needed time to rest and just refocus Um, and then then it was time to figure out how to keep the children's ministry going online which touched families that hadn't attended kids connection before and how to do youth online and the same thing with that Um, we also heard from parents who were thankful for something to do and how to do Sunday School online. Now, um, before COVID, I hated get my picture taken. I still don't like to get my picture taken, but I, I hated to get my picture taken. And there was absolutely no way um, you could get me on video. <laughs> there was no way I would willingly be on video. Um, but God used necessity to stretch me. So, um, once again, my, past, my meeting with Pastor Betty was put on hold. Um, But God was continuing to work on me. Um, Once we were back that summer, back to in-person services, um, Pastor Betty was talking about surrendering ourselves to God. And God continued to show me things that I needed to surrender. Um, And God is so good. Uh, The more things I surrendered, the more things he showed me that I needed to surrender. Um, You know, I went to say that i was completely surrendered to him and as i i felt that and I, that's what i wanted then he would show me different areas of my life maybe that i wasn't surrendered in and, and as i surrendered those yeah he'd show me something new that i needed to take care of and i think that's pretty amazing on god's part just to see how you know if he would have shown me all the things i needed to surrender right in that first moment when i said lord i surrender everything i think i would have been completely overwhelmed and i'd I don't even know what would happen, but God knows, and God just shows us, um, you know, one thing at a time, and works on us, Um, I said, he loves us enough uh, to not just leave us as we are, he continues to shape us, um, and make us look more like Jesus, Um, so, once again, so after this year, we're in a very busy season, um, trying to get in person, Uh, kids connection started up with all the new protocols and all the COVID stuff that we had to figure out and then youth group same thing trying to figure out how how we're going to be able to do that and just getting it into place um and then we just get that up and going and Christmas is coming and things are starting to get busy um but (laughs) I don't know if you how well you remember but last year we had the circuit breaker right at Christmas time um and during that time, um, I mean, I was still working at that time, but ministries had had shut down just for the three weeks. Um, and so during that time, I was doing the same Advent um, devotional that I had done the year before. It's really, really good. If you want to know what it is, talk to me later and I can get you the information. It's really excellent. But this was um, the same Same basic experience I had the year before, but with a different one of the devotions. Um, It said, when we hesitate with God, we create a breeding ground for doubt, fear, and insecurity, and none of which are from Him. And it also said, when you hear a specific word from Him, trust His direction. He will equip you to do what He's asked you to do. All you need to do is respond. Stir your faith today and decide in advance that you'll move when God says move, no matter what. And the prayer with this devotional said, Father, thank you for your patience with me. Forgive me for the times that I hesitated when you have spoken over me. I want to follow your plan for my life. Strengthen my faith and help me to respond. And again, (laughs) this was just, it was just for me. It was, um, my heart's cry to god as i read the prayer and and prayed the prayer um and i continue to draw closer uh, to god this past year and i have clung to these verses um just thinking of of all of this like just putting it back there god you know i i i have the best intentions but in that time of of putting it off all of a sudden like I said, that not not so much doubts. I knew God is calling me, but the maybe more of the insecurities, and the the um, maybe a little bit of fear and all that stuff starts to kind of creep in. And so, um, you know, this was like, okay, God, it doesn't matter. You've asked me to do something, and I'm going to do it. Um, and part of all of that is the verses. These verses, um, I'm using Romans a lot, and that's because um romans was one of my major verses my verses yeah major chapters that i did um studied whenever i was a teenager and i've always loved romans and i've always um studied romans and so one of my favorite verses um throughout my life but even in this season here um has been romans 12 1 and 2 and it says therefore i urge you brothers and sisters in view of god's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Um, And this is definitely what God has been teaching me my whole journey with him. The more time I spend with God, the more time I spend in his word and in prayer with him the more I am transformed into his likeness um you know I love I always do verses one and two together because it just goes hand in hand but I love the the start of it where it says you know I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to God you know in view of God's mercies (laughs) well just in view of the cross and what god did just so that we can have a relationship for him with him you know and that we don't get what we deserve that we you know we get jesus's righteousness over our sin and our mistakes and our flaws like just that we can have that relationship with god that we have this right standing before god now um it's just amazing and just in view of that you know how can we do anything but want to give our ourselves as to God um, now I say that but as you've heard my story you know uh, there's times where I kind of forget some of that stuff or I get caught up in what's going on or I get too busy maybe and don't spend as much time um, in his word and that's where I said I love the the second verse you know do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do we renew our mind? We get into our Bibles. We pray. You know, we spend time with God. We we go to church. We talk with, with other believers, and we get strength in our, in our faith. Um, and, yeah. And then I like that, too. You know, the ending. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now, that's something, you know, that I've been what's god's will for my life His called calling on my life what does that look like where is that going to take me anyway um i did get to that point where it's like god whatever it is wherever you're taking me go for it um i'm surrendered to you i want what you want i want to be where you want me to be um so just getting back to my my story Pastor Betty, Pastor Betty and I finally got to meet. Um, after all this time, we got together, um, and I shared what God had been doing in my life and about his call on my life and all the things that I had been working for. Now, this was at the start of the summer, which was a very busy summer. Our bride and got married, um, and then just summer is always busy. Um, and then during the summer, though, I did meet with the church board, and I gave them a much abbreviated version of this story. Um, and they decided to grant me my local minister's license, which is the very first step in my journey to becoming an ordained minister. Um, now, I will be going um, to school online this year. Um, and I would appreciate prayers for that as well. I don't know why school has been a major mental roadblock for me and then just surrendering to god's call um but i will say this uh, you know um i can praise the lord i i have come to that place in my life um in that surrender where i did say you know lord even if you call me to go away to school full time i'll do it whatever it is that you want is what i want now as of right now um i'm feeling very led to just do online learning um And stay here, do keep doing the ministries that I'm currently doing in our church. Um, (laughs) I realize my story has been lengthy, um, but I'm hoping that you would you um, are able to be encouraged. Um, I can honestly say that giving my heart to Jesus was the absolute best decision I have ever made in my life. and even though the journey isn't all roses and perfect, um, it's completely worth it. Uh, Jesus himself tells us um, in John sixteen thirty three, and this has been um, one of my verses probably for the last few years, especially since COVID hit and just the horrible things that have happened in our world around us during this time. Um, John sixteen thirty three, Jesus says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace that so in in this world you will have trouble but take heart i have overcome the world so jesus outright tells us it's not always going to be easy but it is so worth it um, you know i just read again the other day um how all the disciples the ways that they were martyred for their faith and i think of jesus on the cross uh, and um, i can certainly say uh, with certainty that my faith in jesus jesus is worth dying for um another one of my in a sense life verses or some a verse that's been very special to me all my life uh, is luke 9 23 and 26 jesus says whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves take up their cross daily and follow me for whoever wants to save their life will lose it and whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit their very self? Whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. Um, you know, we can get caught up in so many things in life, But it's really, it's all about Jesus. Um, You can have everything. You can be famous. You can be a superstar. You can be rich. You can do all the things that the world says are successful. But without Jesus, it's worthless. It means nothing. And uh, I just pray that we, um, may we all deny ourselves daily. You know, take up our crosses. Um, So I guess my, my, um looking over my story I should say as I I hand wrote this out and then I typed it out and just going through my story I can honestly say um, I've seen the faithfulness of God through my life um, I've seen his re- relentless love um, how he came he didn't let up on me he never gave up on me um, just that overwhelming sense from the time that I gave my heart to Christ that was the thing that hit me in that moment like I said when I was 12 you know I was such a sinner and yet Christ loved me enough to die for me and then even as I in a sense failed him or maybe kind of ran from his calling or his plan for my life over and over and over even though maybe it wasn't my intention, but seeing it written all out and everything, it's like, wow, you know, I felt like, (laughs) as I was reading my story, I felt like one of the Israelites, and you see how the Israelites, you know, they come to God, and then they're away from God, they come to God, and I never fully, like, I never went away from God, but it's still that same thing of just seeing how God, God just loves me enough to just keep, keep after me, keep, keep on me, he, he has a plan for my life, and, you know, that's what I want, that's where I'm at, that's where I'm, I want his plan and he must have something planned for me because he hasn't given up on me he hasn't uh, let it let it go he hasn't left it alone um so it'll be interesting to see where it all goes but you know i just sharing jesus with people is my absolute favorite thing um and so as i sum this all up i just want to say you know um do you have the cross before you, and the world behind you. No turning back. Um, it's interesting that the two songs that had major impact in my life both had that same same vision of the cross before me, the world behind me. Um, and I pray that you and that I will can will truly keep the cross and all it means um, always before us. Um, yeah, and even though that my short story shows my stubbornness may you see god's faithfulness um how he never give up on me even though like jonah i've run the other way um and now close to 30 years later i'm finally where he wants me to be um i'm just gonna close in prayer so um father god you are such a great and amazing god uh, thank you for your love for us. Thank you that, Lord, you chose to willingly come to this earth and to die for us so that we can have that right relationship with you. Um, may we never take that gift for granted, God. And I pray that you will speak to all who are listening, um, whether their need is for repentance and to have a, a relationship with you, God, to be saved, um, or whether their need is surrender of some area of their life. Um, or to embrace your call. Um, Lord, I just pray that you will speak um, into the hearts, that you'll challenge us and um, help us to give all of ourselves to you. Um, Thank you for never giving up on us, God. You are such a faithful and amazing God. Um, I love you. I just ask, Lord, as we have just started a brand new year, that you would just bless our church, God. I pray that in this new year we would just have... Um, an overwhelming sense of your presence in our church and amongst our people lord and that we would see the pouring out of your spirit on each and every one of us in your holy awesome amazing name god i ask it all amen